Hey, what's up? Here's the final episode of our Creativity in the NBA series, and we're looking at two of the best scorers of all time in Michael Jordan and Kevin Durant. Now, they both fit our similar creativity profile of chaotic artists. It's archetype number four, and it is for scorers that are highly technical and highly creative. What does that mean? Well, if they're highly technical, it means they love to shoot with a hand in their face, which means they do a lot of work to get open, but if they're not open, it doesn't matter. And they're highly creative, which means they have a lot of unique finishes. And I think when we think of Michael Jordan, we definitely think of unique finishes, whether it's a behind-the-back circus shot, whether it's a wild dribble move into a dunk. Uh, you know, there's a lot of creativity there. You may not think of it so much with KD. You may think he's got a pretty... He, while he has a very effective bag, it's sort of the same stuff. Post up in the mid-fade. Maybe it's a three-pointer. Maybe it's a nice like little drive-in. But when you actually watch him and you look at some of his better plays, he actually has a very high level of creativity. He's got a lot of unique finishes, especially when he's sort of within about six feet and he's sort of finishing something between a floater and a layup. Uh, he's got a lot of unique finishes there. Uh, but let's talk a little bit about them and why they're similar. So they score with a similar philosophy, which is that both of them are the best scorer in the NBA at their time. They know that almost no one can guard them. It's just up to them whether they get the ball in or not. So what makes them similar? Well, MJ is kind of the KD of the 90s when it comes to scoring, okay? So both were very proficient in what was the main form of scoring at the time. So whether now it's three-pointers or back then it was mid-range shots, both were highly proficient. MJ could also go inside and so can KD. They both utilized speed and strength to get open, but even if they weren't, they would utilize that to finish through contact and around people. Uh, let's have a look. So uh, just to recap uh, last week's as well, people back in the 90s and 80s used to shoot when they were more open. Uh, nowadays, people shoot more with a hand in their face. The, so the technical scores of everyone of the modern era is a little bit higher than everyone else of the older eras. It's because people used to take more mid-range shots. So nowadays, someone might be in a corner uh, and the ball goes to them and someone a defender flies out to try and block the shot. They up fake and they'll drive in and try and finish a layup. Back in the 90s, that would sometimes be an up fake, step in, and then just mid-range shot. So, uh, and, and they would be wide open to do that. So that's kind of what's changed. Um, and that's why people are more technically advanced now. But if you sort of manage the scores, these two are quite similar. So uh, let's have a look at what makes them similar. Uh, they're both the best scorer in the league, as I mentioned at their time. They both are one-on-one -on -one experts. And that's really what sets this chaotic artist archetype apart is that it is a one-on-one -on -one expert. No matter no matter what you do, these chaotic artists are really, really hoping for a one-on-one. -on -one. Where they uh, need to move the ball is with the double team, and that can be a little bit harder for them to read because they're such good scorers. Even a double team sometimes isn't enough to stop them. Uh, they can both finish uniquely. As I mentioned before, KD's got a lot of unique finishes around the rim, uh, and so that's really good. That's, that's so hard to stop. He's so lanky. Uh, he also can dunk on people, which is quite helpful. He also, according to my statistics, is the hardest scorer in NBA history to stop. Uh, not like Kareem, where Kareem can just get two points at, at anywhere, but KD also has the highest technical rating, which means he is the person that seeks out uh, people to destroy them uh, and gets as close as possible when he's finishing above them. So it's really good. Uh, both utilize their height over defenders. So let's take a look at this. So MJ, obviously, very, very athletic, and he would use that height to jump and get some free space over defenders. KD has the length to just do it. Uh, 
both have deep bags. They both can score in a heap of different ways, and that's kind of what sets this style uh, up. And then they're both unstoppable. That's the thing that makes these two similar. So who else is kind of in this category? Uh, just to sort of give us a bit more of a broad spectrum idea. So we have KD, Michael Jordan. We've got Luka Doncic. We've got Damian Lillard. Um, and they're the main ones that sort of stand out. And Giannis kind of flirts with this one a little bit. But what, what we're looking for with this group is these people are typically really, really good scorers and can utilize other skills to sort of help them out. But mainly what they're trying to do is score. Uh, and so when we look at people like this, they usually have really high points per game. They also tend to be uh, the main thing that people look at on the uh, sheet when they're coming in to play these people. How do I stop this person? Uh, and they tend to be great final options at the end of games. So with that done, that brings us to the final chapter in the creativity in the NBA series. I really hope you enjoyed it. I hope that it's given you an extra sort of set of stats to think about. Uh, I really, for me, what's, a, what's important with these things is just sort of giving you an extra way to look at basketball and how you can sort of assign players and assign roles. Because prior to just having, using just things like points per game and uh, assists per game, give you an, an idea of how players play. But this gives you a little bit more deep set idea of how they like to score, what what they're doing to like to score, and then ultimately how to stop them or how to best utilize them. I think this statistic can be useful not only just for podcasters as an extra anchor for uh, stats and a different way to look at and analyze players. And I will be doing that throughout the year, going through different podcasts and talking about how this stat could have been used to help with the conversation. But beyond that, it's also valuable for teams that might want to look at new recruits and wonder how they can fit in or best utilize them. It also can be used by scouts as a way to look at new prospects and see how they'd fit within the team. Statistic companies, if you're using this, perhaps you can also utilize this as a new stat. Uh, I just think it's a pretty fun foundational piece and it's something that's a little bit different than what you might usually see when it comes to people talking about, you know, advanced statistics. I think this is kind of a new way, it's a new approach, it's a new frontier and it's kind of fun. Uh, so I hope you also enjoyed it as well. If you have any questions or you want me to test out any players and run it through the matrix to find out how they like to play, I'd also love that. Um, until then, it's been a really fun series. I'm going to keep doing this sort of stuff and keep updating it and talking about different players. But until then... I just want you all to stay magical.